The topics and information discussed in this podcast are no substitute for the advice and guidance you can receive from your own GP or care practitioners. If you have any medical concerns, always seek the advice of your GP or pharmacist. Welcome to episode five of the Preventative Healthcare Podcast. It's lovely to be back. How are you, Lara? All jabbed up and ready for the world, are we? Yes, I've had both my vaccines and feel that we are slowly waking up from this awful nightmare. Yes, but you are still using your mask and sanitizer, I hope. (laughs) Of course I am. Nothing has changed on that front. And as you know, having the vaccine doesn't mean you can't catch COVID-19. I think masks and sanitizers, as I've said before, will be with us for a very, very long time yet. I know. I think we'll have to take them on holiday with us for sure. Holidays? What are they? (laughs) My children are so desperate to go away. Mine too, but I think there's a bit of a wait yet. uh, (laughs) Talking of children, that brings us nicely onto our case study today, which involves a lovely nine-year-old boy called Edward. Yes, he really is a cutie and so articulate. He really does tell his story very well. The topic of discussion on this episode is to do with allergies. Quite a broad topic, really. Yes, you are right. And so we have honed in on peanut allergies in particular, although the actual definition of an allergy is that it is a chronic condition involving an abnormal reaction to an ordinarily harmless substance called an allergen. That's right. Allergens can include aeroallergens such as dust, mould, tree weed and grass pollen, as well as food allergens such as milk, egg, soya, wheat, nut or even fish proteins. What can be an issue with peanut allergies is that you won't necessarily know that you have it, as in Edward's case. Let's have a listen now to his story. My name is is Edward and I am nine years old. Um, During, like, uh, the holidays, I go to tennis camp and on my spare time... I I like to just just play games such as like an Xbox and a Switch. Some of my favourite games are like platformers, puzzle games, stuff like that. I live with my family. I I live with my mum, dad, and my two brothers. I have a dog named named Mario. Um, we only all eat together during dinner time, but at times some of us are out or working, so yeah. My mother, Stu, and I is, is, is this meal we have called sausage stew. My dad's favourite meal is curry. One of my brother's favourite food is spaghetti bolognese. And my, and my other, bro- and my other brother's favourite food is targarine curry. The food that my that my mum and dad cook is very is very is very nice, which it, it, which is a good thing because if if it were, if it wasn't then. <laughs> so one time I went to my nanny's house and we were making these chocolate cornflake cakes, but we didn't have them, so we used crush cr- crusty nut corn crunchy nut cornflakes. And um, after a while, I started to get that feeling you get when when you feel sick. And after a while, I threw up. And I guess that's when we, that's when we all went to the doctor. We had the pinprick test and found out that that we had the allergy. It's mostly fine, and I always feel pretty healthy. And but 
But we also have to carry an EpiPen around and on my lunchbox, a little medicine box to make sure that if I end up do having peanuts, we always have it, we always have the medicine or an EpiPen ready. Hello, I'm Tara. I'm Edward's mum. I um, do have concerns that he has this peanut allergy. Uh, As he's young, we have a lot of control over what he eats and where he goes. But when he gets older and takes himself off with his friends, which, you know, we hope he will, um, you know, he will have to take on the responsibility of avoiding nuts himself. Um, so that, that is a worry. So we educate him as much as possible that whenever he eats something outside the house, he must check first. Um, also, um, obviously making sure that he knows that he must always have his EpiPens on him probably forevermore. Um, and making sure that his friends would know what to do in that situation, how to get help, how to administer the EpiPen. Communication is important. Um, Like when Edward was going to Cubs and they were making pancakes, he'd only just joined Cubs and I wasn't sure if they would remember about his nut allergy. And I was thinking of texting the Cub leaders um, privately. Then I thought, no, I might as well WhatsApp the whole cub group with all the parents and leaders on it so that that they all knew um, but most of the time people are fine um, I do lend them our dummy EpiPen so they can have a practice of how to administer it if um, the need should arise uh, yeah I'd say that most people were fine with it they you know they, they wouldn't not have him round for tea um, I have I have gone round myself especially when he was little um, so that the parent didn't feel too um, worried about it. My recommendation for other parents who feel that their children may have um, an allergy to a certain food is to go to your GP, voice your concerns, and the doctor will take you seriously and organise um, some allergy tests. Edward's peanut allergy is very manageable, We have to be very careful on what food we buy for him. Most restaurants are very good. They have an allergy folder, which lists all the allergies which appear in the dishes. Um, And sometimes the manager will personally cook his meal and hand deliver it to the table, making him feel very special. Obviously, the school knows. But no, we've explained it all to Edward. I've, I've shown him what a peanut looks like. Um, and he is um, very happy to avoid the nuts because he knows how awful they make him feel. Um, and he's very happy to tell anybody about it, as you can tell. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for listening to my story. Bye. Bye. Well, what a lovely boy Edward <laughs> is, and he told his story so well. Thank you, Edward. How cute was he? Yes, thank you so much, Edward, for telling your story so well. As I said before, a very articulate young man. Absolutely. And thank you to Tara for allowing him to tell his story, and of course, for your input as well. 
Yes, thank you, Tara. You were very articulate too. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was interesting how Tara explained how it had impacted his life from simple things like having to warn parents when he goes on a play date, which is something we all take for granted that our children will go around to friends' houses mm. and be absolutely fine. Yeah. And when she was going to have to inform the cub leader, but thought, no, I should inform all the parents so everyone is aware. Yes, yeah, that's right. And that point comes up yet again, awareness. It was important in this instance that everyone was aware because Edward's coming into contact with nuts could prove to be so very serious. I know. It was interesting how Tara said that she'd educated him to understand the seriousness of his condition, but also his friends as well. Yeah. In some ways, I couldn't help thinking it was lucky he had an incident that wasn't too serious but he felt ill because it meant that Tara could refer to that incident with his mm. nanny and remind him of how ill he could be. Exactly. So in this instance, it was all to do with Edward's immune system, which mistakenly thinks that peanuts are dangerous. It then overreacts to the point where eating peanuts becomes extremely dangerous. What is quite worrying is that peanut allergies are on the rise peanut allergy affects around 2%, which is mm. 1 in 50, of children in the UK and has been increasing in recent decades. Yeah, it usually develops in early childhood, but occasionally can appear in later life. Peanut allergies tend to be persistent and only approximately 1 in 5 children outgrow their allergy, usually by the age of 5. Signs and symptoms usually occur within minutes of contact with peanuts, but can also occur up to an hour later. Most allergic reactions are mild, but they can also be moderate or severe. Anaphylaxis is the most severe form of allergic reaction, which can be life-threatening. That's right. Mild to moderate symptoms include things like itchy mouth. You can also develop a red, raised, itchy rash. They often call this nettle rash hives or urticaria and like in Edward's case you could have vomiting, nausea, even abdominal pain and diarrhea. Some people exhibit runny noses and develop some form of sneezing as well. Yes and severe symptoms of anaphylaxis include swelling of the tongue and or the throat, difficulty in swallowing or speaking, changes to the voice, it may become more hoarse, wheeze or whistling noise or a persistent cough, difficulty or noisy breathing, dizziness, collapse, loss of consciousness due to a drop in blood pressure. In babies, you may find that they're pale, floppy or experience sudden sleepiness. It is important to seek advice from a healthcare professional if a peanut allergy is suspected. In the first instance, this will usually be your GP. That's right, as they may arrange for allergy testing to be carried out. Yes, that's right. And like in Edward's case, he would always have an EpiPen which contains adrenaline that can be given in the case of a severe anaphylactic reaction to peanut. That's right. They're easy to use and normally administered with one swift action into the thigh. As Tara mentioned, they also have dummy EpiPens that you can use so you know what to do if the worst happened. Yes, they're very handy to have those. I think that will be a good place to introduce our resident GP, Dr Vidya. 
Dr. Vidya, welcome once again. Hello, ladies. Great to be back. Thanks for having me. And what did you make of Edward's story? Well, first of all, my diagnosis is that he is a very cutie little pie. <laughs> I mean, obviously, that's a that's a very uh, formal, you know, medical terminology. Uh, <laughs> obviously, he really is very confident. A little fellow, absolutely lovely. So I thought, I think he, he was very articulate, wasn't he? Very, he very. It very well, and yeah. I think great in terms of health promotion for people. But little ones his age mm. um, as well, because it also shows how you have to be confident and be aware of mm. the risks. Of course, it can be life threatening, but you also don't want it to kind of own your life, and you've got to live your life um, as well, right? Mm. So yeah. he did it. He he portrayed that really, really beautifully, especially with his gorgeous little laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Are um, allergies something that you see a lot of? Research um, shows that uh, peanut allergies in particular are on the increase. Absolutely, absolutely. And look, I don't know if this is necessarily uh, because allergies themselves are on the rise or if it's more the awareness. You know, parents are naturally sort of saying, oh, you know, we want to get a test just to be on the safe side, which is, you know, perfectly warranted, absolutely um, important sometimes just because a nursery may well say oh you know are there any allergies and they sort of think oh gosh I've not really thought about that before mm, yeah. um, and I think also as we're having you know little children parties and uh, people are more aware of you know don't bring foods with sort of I think we're in, I'm in that generation right so you know <laughs> little ones where the parties are you know don't sort of have foods with nuts in them or um, maybe sometimes even egg sometimes or you, you you'd be very uh, prudent to kind of label things which certainly when I was growing up it was sort of you know that would never happen right so I think that's good I think it's actually makes it a lot more easier yeah. uh, for parents with allergies because I think before it was almost like a slight stigma in a way. It must have been really hard, um, sometimes making the child feel quite different. Yeah. Um, so I think now it, it is actually more common because more people are getting tested for it. Yeah. But you touched on it earlier, but we, I was just thinking, in the case of peanut allergies, they should not have an impact on a child's life in a detrimental way, as long as they're, they take care of themselves and just, like you mentioned, just be aware of it. Do you agree? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, my son actually has a dairy allergy. So not, I know he's not the case study, but just to kind of uh, compare notes, if you like. So he had it from when he was a baby. Um, so he, to be honest, he's not really aware of it. Um, and we've actually become um, more plant-based family anyway. But yeah, initially it was, I have to say, it was more of a, a, a social cultural mindset shift because my mum's initial reaction was, <gasps> she actually cried. She came with me to the allergy. <laughs> with his friends um and uh, you know and I'm not taking the mic but I think she genuinely was sort of like gosh how is he going to you know just go out with his friends and have a good time he's going to be worried about this and you know I was like first of all I was like at the time he was five months uh I was like he'll be fine but I think it really does show how it's more the perception you mm. know yeah how this yeah. can impact and I think if you have that as a parent you you have to be mindful about how how you're almost passing on I guess that to your child so you want to empower yourself as a parent um to feel with knowledge you know knowledge is power right yes, so yeah. fear only comes from unknown and then it's the mindset of okay well you know we have EpiPen or in our case we didn't we we didn't have one for for that and that was a mindset shift for me because I almost wanted one you know I was always mm, like, oh, yeah, yeah. 
And I, and actually, you know, that was interesting because if anything it was worse being a health professional, because I was like, well, maybe if I just EpiPen, it just makes life easier. And actually, one of my my uh, friends, who's who's also um, Doctor Result, was like, well, actually, I mean, you know, if he doesn't need one, then that's 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 good that the allergy's not to that severity, right? So I think that was huge in terms of mindset shift. I think that's the biggest thing in terms of what you're saying, which is totally true. Like not to have that impact on a child's life is their perception then of the world yeah. uh, of it being yes. like a scary place and anything can come and get me when I'm just trying to, you know, have a meal. Um, so yeah, I think I think it's it's important that they're aware, but after that, it's like you can live a normal, happy, healthy, yeah. full life. I think we always mention that awareness really is key. I mean, when you look at Edward, he was so young but completely clued up about having his EpiPen and how having peanuts made him feel. <laughs> I think I think that's the thing. I think it was good that I mean, you know, his mom's brilliant, isn't it? I mean, she's clearly really clued up. And I think just she's empowering him, right? In terms of look, this is what a peanut yeah. is. It's not some big scary thing, uh, but at the same time, you know, now you're aware of it, you know. Um, so I think that's important. The whole practice EpiPen so people around him aren't sort of scared. Mm. Uh, because that that vibration um of fear um can then be picked up on when he's learning about the world as he's getting older mm. so I think I think he's I think they've done an absolutely you know brilliant job of balancing what to do in this potentially life-threatening situation but also understanding that it's not that everything in the world and everything in life is 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 scary and, and life-threatening but you can manage it exactly um, yeah which is brilliant Yes. Do you have any final tips for parents with young children that have peanut allergies? I would say in in an empowering way, think about the worst case scenario. And and just like the mum has done brilliantly with the kind of dummy EpiPen, or even if your child doesn't have it, doesn't need an EpiPen, which is which is good, which is great. um, Then just kind of going through the scenario can actually alleviate anxiety so when you're doing it in an empowering way we're like okay well so you need to be scared so if if you had the allergy what are the symptoms what do we do about it mm. and that makes a big a big difference you know I mean we do walk around with you know Pyroton in like my handbag and, <laughs> yeah. and there we go but initially it was all like oh gosh have you got the Pyroton but after a while I was sort of like well I mean I, I can't spend even for me my whole parenthood like this yeah can I just ask you actually how did it show itself because I think the listeners might be interested to know how you actually discovered that your child had a dairy allergy yes so uh so I well I was weaning as, as in he was weaning I, I you know I could eat all my food how old was he <laughs> that's what I was doing so he was weaning and I I gave um I'd given him porridge yeah. which of course contains whey protein yeah. uh which is as in as a milk powder not that I'm not giving him a, a, a protein shake don't worry um but I was basically giving he had milk powder which is totally normal um it's a you know it's a big brand so there's nothing wrong with the product or anything like that so I just gave one or two I was at my parents house uh spoonfuls and then literally within not even a couple of minutes he mm. had he so he didn't have full-blown anaphylaxis but he was uh, he was very close to it and we had to call an ambulance That's and scary. it was I have to say and actually my my father's also um, a GP uh, because you know us Sri Lankans we do GP but anyway so we were but even we were both absolutely petrified because we just when you're a parent you know it doesn't matter you know that's just your child right yeah. and he had big uh, urticaria 
and wheels, which means when it's like raised blebs of skin. And he had it all around his neck and his face, and they were coalescing together oh to form large one. And he was crying and red. And it was really just sort of, um, yeah. So I, I, to be honest, I was getting ready to do CPR, which oh I my So the paramedics came and we did go to Amy. He needed steroids. Thankfully, he didn't need actually anything else. And it just oh. went down by itself. Wow. So... It's really, I think what the biggest thing I learned was it was the anxiety, you know, that you have as a parent, um, of course. Um, So I think that's the biggest thing I would say to manage is your fears, your anxieties, having the knowledge, you know, carry the EpiPen or the Periton or whatever you've been told by your health, you know, specialist Mm. to do. Uh, that's you know but also you don't kind of hand your power over to it you sort of like well there's lots of lots of things that don't give you you know allergies you know there's a whole plethora of reviews that don't give you allergies so you know let's let's focus on those and, and enjoy and enjoy the journey as well yeah thanks so much for sharing your story there and your words of wisdom yeah that was really interesting and i'm sure the listeners enjoyed that little mini case study of yours just snipped in (laughs) thank you and we'd also like to extend our thanks to the wonderful edward and tara for sharing their story it really was a delight yeah edward you were fantastic he was great thank you so much and our first ever child on the preventative healthcare podcast yeah well done edward (laughs) well that's a wrap as they say in the film industry (laughs) it was great to meet up with you all again please do get in touch and leave a review as we really do like to know what you think yeah it would be lovely to have your feedback you can contact us via email at info at thehouseofwellbeing.co.uk or pop in and have a chat with us at 200 Relton Road in Helen Hill right opposite the Hearn Hill train station it'd be lovely to meet you thank you once again for listening bye bye, bye.